Are you a veteran and have thought about getting into RPA? Well, this podcast today is for you. This episode, we talk to Matthew Prasad, former Army and now back working for Defence in RPA. Welcome to the Tech Veteran. This podcast takes you through the lives, transitions, and careers of veterans who are having success in fields of technology. My name is Oliver Pulaski, and along with my co-host Mello Sullivan, we will take you through some of these incredible people's journeys. So, Matt Prasad, welcome to the Tech Veteran Podcast. It's great um, to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you here. Um, we'll get straight into it. So, can you just tell us a bit about the story about your transition from the Defence Force and a bit about yourself? Yeah, no worries. So, um, well, I'll caveat that with uh, I'm now back in <laughs> as a uh, as a reservist. But uh, so my last ARA posting was at six ASAR, uh, and I was the S four for ACAP, which is um, which is a construction project uh, for the Six Engineer Support Regiment, and um, they had a uh, a quite large uh, project near Gundawindi, which is about an hour south of where we were posted uh, from Ipswich, and that was. That was about that was nine months of uh, pretty hard work, and I found myself a little bit tired by the end of that, and um, I decided to have a break. And uh, the like the whole admin side of it actually for me personally it happened pretty smooth. There was no you know significant medical stuff going on there, so um, I found myself back here in the snow is uh, pretty quick smart. But the um, the the bit after that was I just didn't want to hear or speak or see anyone for about five months <laughs> i just wanted to kind of lock myself up for a bit and just chill uh just chill out big time and i did um and then i decided uh to get educated so i started a uh, a master's in business and stuff and um scan structured for a bit and saw kamal uh kamal pinjo uh, at one of the symposiums in canberra uh, which was pretty cool. I'd, I'd known him from a couple of promotion courses and a, and a couple of beverages during those com- uh, promotion courses. And um, he, he said, have a look at this RPA stuff. And I had no idea what it was then. Um, so hops on a analyst course and, and got quelled. And then uh, a little bit after that, he uh, gave me a phone call and he's like, hop back in. <laughs> I said, um, I'll have a think about it. <laughs> so there's not too many people that could have got me back in, but um, you know, his, his RPA project sounded phenomenal and uh, that's where I'm at at the moment. Yeah. Awesome. No. So well, just a bit more on um, that. You said you when just had a look at RPA and started learning that. How did you find that learning experience with, with you with me? So the, the course itself, um, and I've done that and also uh, part of the data analytics course, and um, especially the data analytics course, actually, I found to be literally one of the best courses I've ever done in terms of how it's delivered. Um, it was a, I can't remember his name, ex-British officer, I think. He had a bit of a yeah, British twang. Yeah, Yeah. And um, he was just, you know, he was, you, you could tell he's well-suited to instructing. Um he just the, the right dude for it. And the way he explained things um, was, was perfect from my experience being, you know, a self-proclaimed uh, Excel nerd, uh, thinking I was a bit of a wizard and I wasn't even remotely close, I uh, discovered <laughs> during, that, yeah. during that course. So that was, uh, that was fantastic. 
And um, the, the stuff you kind of come away uh, from that course with to, to just be able to present data um, is awesome. And you can't talk to anyone about it because, you know, yeah. <laughs> unless they're also equally as, you know, passionate about Excel, they're probably not going to give a shit. So. Passionate, nerding out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, that was a fantastic course. And RPA was a bit of a um, uh, completely new kind of realm. I uh, hadn't touched anything remotely to do with that before. And, um, I, but I could understand uh, the benefit of that and where it kind of fits in the, in the you know, next 10 to 20 years, right? Um, mm. But it wasn't actually the RPA course itself. It was an analysis that I saw that with you, with me done on future, on forecasting future labor demands. And, um, doing a you know mba at the time that, that really kind of made sense i'm like right that's the big picture and you throw the whole focus of uh employing veterans in the mix who let's face it you know for some of us who have worked in civvy street civvy's do head in no offense um but you know we we take this ridiculously smart hard-working reliable trustworthy humans and we, we skill them up in these future future skills. And you've just got, you know, you've got this um, private army <laughs> in, your, mm. in your back pocket that can just hit heavy regardless of where wherever you put them. So um, I was like, that is awesome. So, yeah, um, yeah I was pretty excited by that. Uh, absolutely. Uh, so, can you tell awesome. us a little, little bit more about what RPA actually is? Yeah, so robotic process automation, I'll, I'll talk, um, I'll provide the, the current example that I'm working on with Kamal and Defence, and that's yeah, for sure. Um, basically the, the big pitch kind of thing that is the catch cry that we're trying to pitch at the moment is we're releasing capacity of the workforce. What does that mean to you and me? Well, that means not, um, not making our Defence members do boring, uh, boring, tedious, ridiculous admin that we can get a bot to do. Right. So um, the way we pitch that to commanders is that, you know, all these people get their time back to do other stuff. So RPA can't do everything and humans um, shouldn't be doing robotic, tedious uh, rubbish. So they focus on what humans are best at, which is, you know, creativity and judgment and human relationships. So um, there we've got extra time for training there and we've also extra time for, for, for team stuff. So that's what and, we're trying really to, that's what we're trying to do. And really, the worst thing you can do to someone in uniform is waste their time. Yeah. Really. Yeah. You've got nothing on for the boys, knock them off. <laughs> for sure. Right. Yeah. Um, it sounds like you're working with some pretty cool stuff. Yeah. Um, what kind of technology are you working with? What can you tell us about that? Like, um, so what, they call what's that it... bit of technology that just makes your eyes go wide and you go, oh, shit, I really want one of those? Yeah. Well, tech, tech's part of it. The other part is just the people. So, um, well, we're talking about uh, reservists. I'll keep calling them chucks, even though that's not a thing, pun intended. Um, currently a chuck. Um, so uh, we, what we found is um, that where RPA go, is going, it's kind of like the precursor to AI, right? We don't even know what AI is really uh, at this stage. So that full self-aware Skynet Terminator type thing going on. That's kind of what we're aiming for, sort of. <laughs> you know, it's like five minutes <laughs> saying, well, that's a bad idea. But um, yeah. RPA is like such a good kind of training rules 
uh, capability, even though it's, you know, a reasonably beneficial one by itself. Um, yeah. But that and the, the people that we've, you know, we sent out expressions of interest on Forcenet and the CVs that we've gotten back, you know, are like, you know, 10 odd pages are just ridiculous experience and, you know, more degrees than I have letters in my name. And, um, you know, some of the guys we've gotten have been programming computers since the eighties. Right. So that's a lot of experience. And um, so the people's one part and then rubbing shoulders with departments like uh, robotics and autonomous systems. Okay. So they're kind mm. of, you know, they're in the, they're in the Gucci kind of stuff. One of their, yeah. uh, one of their humans is doing the first ever masters and PhD program in the world in cybernetics. So we're going cool. full future on that one. Yeah. yeah. Um, so with what we're doing, we're just uh, doing the, the automating admin bit. And where that leads, though, is, is the exciting part. Which is? AI and how that fits and what it looks like and how we can implement it. So I've got some um, uh, also a commercial drone pilot. So I've got some, um, you know, thoughts as to how AI can be implemented in the, in the ISNR space. Um, yep. so re reconnaissance and things, um, of course. and we'll see where that goes. Right. Is, is, is AI sort of like a nat, would you say that AI is a natural progression for yourself in your career? Ah, for sure. So yeah, absolutely. And, um, so I've, I've applied to Deakin uni. I've still yet to hear back. I don't know if they'll turn me down or not. Applied to Deakin uni for a master's in AI. Um, and so, yeah, 100%, that's, that's where I personally am looking at going. And to be honest, it all started off with a, with a, with you, with me symposium and talking to one particular fella, um, that I'd had beers with previously whilst we were both in the green. So, yeah, right. um, it's amazing to see, it's not so much the quals that you give us now, it's all the doors that it opens up later on that with you, with me is that's where the amazing value is. So I think, uh it's fairly clear what excites you about what it is that you're doing. Um, that's sort of just come out and what you're saying. And, you, and it's fairly obvious to me, you're really, really excited about what you're doing and where it's going to lead you. Um, so for the veterans out there, this is kind of a two part question. You know, so what's the key to convincing a potential employer that your military skills are going to transfer? And how do you personally open the door to that conversation? You know, I know you're working back in defence now, but how do you yeah. how do you convince someone you're talking to that you've got the goods and you can bring it and and they have value? So how how do you do that? Uh, for me personally, so um, I'll talk about I'll, I'll talk about just a brief step before that. And firstly, um, for any veteran, it is intensely hard to sell yourself right? Like for, for you personally, you're not, you're not used to talking yourself up at all. We don't teach people to do that. We don't, you know, we're not trained to do that, <laughs> you know? So um, that's, that's the first step. So don't be afraid to be a little bit on yourself when you're writing a document like a resume. All right. So um, there's amazing, um, you know, with you, with me on the, on the platform there, they, they, you know, coach you through that stuff. And I've been full, uh, through the full, um, was it campus or something? Compass. Compass. Um, Compass yeah. yeah. Compassing where they're just like, righto, this is what Civic Street looks like. This is, this is how to bridge you to that. Um, start thinking, 
uh, start thinking, use your strengths from, you know, what defense taught you. And, uh, but just be aware you're dealing with, you're not in that environment anymore. Um, so that's the first step. Being able to sell yourself and with you, with me, provides you the tools in order to do that a little bit. Um, so in terms of uh, getting employment and stuff, uh, you know, there, there are a number of um, resources out there, like all like Jora, Seek uh, is indeed one. I don't know if that's one. Yep. Um, but a whole bunch of stuff. And you can set up a profile on there. Um, and I've, so I've got an interview straight after this uh, because of a profile that I had on Seek and I completely forgot I had it and people will hit you up and they'll see your experience and they'll want to leverage from it. So the, another awesome thing about um, being or reaching to or communicating yourself to civil employers is that uh, one of the interesting parts about the With You With Me Symposium is that you've done a lot for us. <laughs> you know, there's like this, there's yeah. about 20 tables there of employers saying, hey, come and have a chat to us. What mm. can you do? Um, mm. Because all those employers are contracted back to defence. So what perfect, you know, what perfect workforce to get other than just freshly de- uh, discharged uh, veterans who have got that experience that are willing to uh, go to Sydney Street, who might have gotten some more experience in Sydney Street, like, you know, some further study, or they might have, um, they might have been an ex-infantry soldier that has worked in a warehouse now, or, you know, something along those lines, or gone into, got an RPA call. <laughs> you know, through with you of me and said, Hey, look, I can, I can make stuff, do stuff by itself, man. Uh, yeah. It's a job. So um, that, that, that's an important thing to that linking to, to civvy employers, I think. Yeah. Would you say, would you say it actually matters what you were in defense, you know, whether you're an infantry soldier or a signaler or a, you know, would you say that actually really matters? No. So, um, you know, if it's a civvy that's hiring you, um, they just think we're, you know, all MMA fighter ninja snipers. So it doesn't really matter <laughs> to, to civvies. But uh, um, if, if just say, uh, you know, you've got an ex-AJ there, uh, Army Jack, that's looking to procure some, some ex-defense people, then they'll just know, they'll just have a general understanding of the, the benefit of the training that you've had in defense, regardless of service. So um, perhaps that's actually why they're, they're hitting you up, you know, because of that yeah. experience. So it's got nothing to do with, you know, your ACN 763 bar 24. No one gives a shit. Yeah, <laughs> that's right, jobs. isn't it? Might be required. Well, first of all, it doesn't actually really mean much to them. Um, yeah. what, means, what means to them is what you can do for them and, and how you can value add to the organization i think yeah um, which is which is a bit of an obstacle for people like us to get over yeah um absolutely I, and I just think... that selling piece yeah but at the yeah. end of the day yeah. they, they want some reliable that they can trust that they know it's going to work hard and that's it yep yeah and that's right. really good that's really good thanks that's good advice yeah um i think you might have already answered my question but this is sort of a question that we're gonna ask every guest that we have on the show um, and the question is, so if you could say anything to a veteran right now, doesn't matter where they're living, um, you know, what advice would you give them if they were transitioning 
or already transitioning stuck in a dead end job that they don't appreciate or they don't they don't like their job that they're doing right now? What kind of advice would you give a veteran going through that? Um, so the biggest one, and that sounds like an absolute advert, and this is a with you with me podcast, which is like you know, like, oh, this guy's on the yeah, but that's not but it, that's not. <laughs> but my first question is, have you been on with you with me? So, and that's because all my current people are currently uh, training with with you with me, and they're back uh, back in as chocks. So that that'll be my first question because you know there's a whole bunch of just insanely phenomenal qualifications that you get on there and you get free access to it just because you're you know ex-grunt or uh passer or whatever raffies call themselves or you know something along those lines um and so what a what a it's like this free resource that is an instant entry to you know some pretty some pretty excellent jobs like we've got a um we've got one gunner uh, so going to private, I'm not sure what their pay scale is, but it's not going to be, you know, in the hundreds of millions, um, who got himself an IPA qual and he's on what would be early six figures, you know, in Canberra. Um, he's working his ass off. Don't get me wrong, but you know, from gunner to one forty a year, I think, uh, is awesome. And he got that because of his IPA qual. So I suppose what I'm, the, the two questions would be is hop on with you with me if you haven't done it already. And two, um, what have you done? What have you done to, to kind of uh, give yourself that extra advantage, which would be getting another call of some sort. And then the, the back to question one, which is, have you been on with you with me? Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm just going yeah. to point out to our listeners, you know, no money changed hands for that. That was yeah. completely unprompted. Um, yeah. <laughs> Matt, <Matt's, laughs> um, be mad not to. But, but so we've got you. data on there, Python on there, UI paths new on there, um, whole bunch of cyber stuff, uh, cyber yep. security stuff. Yep. Yeah. Uh, project yep. management. You know, there's like there's about ten to twenty thousand dollars worth of qualifications right there, and you just hop on. You know, I'm an ex buddy truck trucky. <laughs> I'm an ex trucky, not be their nice, other nickname. Nice. And um, nice. yeah, call me up, bruh. And they say, no worries, we'll even coach you through it. So, yeah. And, um, and constantly adding more products. Um, I yeah. think I'm allowed to say that we're going to be start, starting working on SAP soon. Yep. Um, and constantly growing and, and driving and, you know, working for veterans in that space and, you know, holding true to the mission of, of, Solving veteran underemployment. Yep. You know, no one, no one in the company forgets that. That's what the company's about in, in yep. a lot of ways. Um, yeah. Um. So you're clearly a convert, Matt, and and clearly the the idea of moving back into the defence space for you has been your solution and being the right solution for you. For people that don't want to move back into defense what would your thoughts be on that if, if, um, as. If, if you don't want to do it then don't because you know you obviously got out for for a reason um mm. so do whatever you want and the the main thing is is trying to convince veterans as to where they actually stand in terms of competitiveness in the labor market 
So um, I think the general perception for, you know, Digger Bloggs, he was a DFSW at 1RAR. He might be thinking, oh, just, you know, um, I'll just go be a Bricky's labor or whatever. And I was bloody, I, I was a labor, landscaping labor for a bit because it was, it was fun and it was hard. And the bloke who uh, was running it reminded me of a, he would have been, he was a Warren officer that never joined, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> so they might be thinking at that level that they, um, that that's kind of all they're worth. And that's so disappointing yeah. because, um, they could, they can slot into any gig, and I yeah. know for a fact because I've seen it. I know that they will kick ass in it because of nothing other than drive and work ethic. Yeah. And if and if, yeah. especially bloody school of Everty doesn't teach anything else, it's definitely drive or yeah. you know Kapuka for any other AJ um, or yeah. you know any other uh, service like Navy, uh, Navy and and RAF and things. I'm assuming RAF have drive. Um, but, like a jet, mate. Jet. Jet. Like a yeah. jet. Yeah, cool. Um, look, I, I so agree. I so agree with that because that put me in mind the conversation I we, I had with one of our students, one of our data analytics students. And I asked him a bit about his history and he said, Oh, I was just a I was just a private yeah. orderly room clerk. Yeah. Private clerk in the orderly room. I said, No, 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 back the truck up, mate. I said, You're yeah. already a better trained office manager than yeah. most people who call themselves career office managers. Yeah. I said, lose the only. Yeah. Um, 100%. And, you know, just, oh, you, oh, I've seen some really yeah. office managers that, you know, your average private orderly room clerk is going to be way ahead of them. Yeah. Just in terms of time management and organisation and resource management and you name it. Yeah. Um, and it was really fun to be able to, work with him to just sort of reframe that understanding, you know, back to what you were saying about we don't sell ourselves and veterans don't sell themselves that well. It was really fun to work with him to just, hang on, turn this around and rethink it a little bit yeah. and, and um, ask yourself. And he was he was working in, in a customer service call centre, you know, and I'm going to say completely wasted where he was. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure where he's taken that. I haven't spoken to him recently, but yeah, this this idea. Of, oh, I, was only private, yeah, I was only a private. I was clerk. only a private clerk. Yeah. Only private. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm not. I'm not sure. Not sure where we where he's gone with it. But um, yeah. So imagine that. Um, imagine that gunner that I was talking about before. I was only a, mm. a gunner. You just know, a gun what, number. What gonna, yeah. Just a yeah, just a bloke on the gun line, and now he's on 140 years. So really, if you if he started thinking that I was only a gunner, he'd be, you know, probably slinging bricks for a, for a brickie or you know something along those mm. lines, as opposed to taking that salary, doubling it, probably more than doubling it actually, and yeah. currently doing that right now. So mm. um, yeah, breaking not, not that, that mindset is, is a big one. No, yeah, not, not at all. Anything wrong with yeah, I've done labourers, it. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But we, you know, um, kind of jobs. but now he's you, you plug that same person into a company and he's saving them, you know, probably uh, possibly millions in in yeah, full time equivalent, so average salaries in in RPA. So yeah, 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 yep. And I like to point out um, one of my last guys that hopped on. He was with you with me trained. 
he was a bombardier actually my gunners today um so he was a lance bombardier put himself and it was a hard slog for him he's not an it guru right no um so he got his blue prism rpa developer accreditation and i hit him up straight away and he hit you guys up saying is this guy for real because this post had been on LinkedIn for less than an hour, right? So, yeah. and he's already got people messaging him say, look, wicked call, let's chat. And now yeah. he's, um, yeah. So although he's, you know, back in defense at the moment, it doesn't always apply to defense. It could be a yeah. uh, uh, consultancy, you know, of any yep. type looking for yeah, RPA right. right. or someone with ex-defense experience with RPA. And um, yeah. So hop on LinkedIn, uh, talk mm. yourself up a bit, whack all your calls on there and get busy. Mm. And I, I think it. the thing, you know, I, I think the thing I found, I myself am, am a graduate of the program and um, particularly on the networking side of things, um, you know, to put you in the picture, I started out as one of those people that could barely walk in a room, a strange, room full of strangers. You know, a lot of vets have got that problem. Um, yeah. And just... Uh, that had to change, you know, yep. I, I did the compass program and, um, you know, thinking about that journey, you know, it just, it just took a little bit of courage and, you know, screw your courage to the sticking place and, and practice and just talk to people, you know, yep. um, and I, and I, and just, um, just keep trying and keep working at it and, and, and just keep experimenting and, just give it a go yeah and you know one of the one of the beauties of the with you with me program is um you know giving ourselves a plug i know but you don't have to be a tech person yeah um you know you don't we don't we don't care if you if you only know how to turn on the phone really yeah we can we can teach you what you need to learn which is why you do that personality assessment as well isn't it yeah, yeah, yeah. So like match up the stuff with the human. Yeah. So, and, which is awesome. And, the, and, that, and all of the aptitude testing and, and, and all of that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, and then you get phone calls and texts and stuff <laughs> from Tom <laughs> saying, hey, do you want to do this gig? <laughs> like, um, you know, so yeah. doing everything for us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which uh, is, uh, is really actually rather groundbreaking. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people doing a lot of good work in the area, and mm. um, you've just you've just really got to find the program or, or the person or the whatever direction it is that suits you. Yeah. I think you know if, te- if tech's not your thing, well, that's fine. But there's there's going to be somebody out there who's going to help you get ahead and, and move into what it is that you decide that you want to do. You just uh, you've you've been a great uh, person to interview, Matt, and it's been a real pleasure talking to you. Um, Absolutely, my pleasure. Thanks for being on. I'm just gonna just gonna wind up by saying, um, you know, this is the Tech Veteran Podcast. If you are a veteran working in tech, and if you know, or if you know somebody that's working in tech that uh, that you think we would like to speak to, please dob them in. Um, <laughs> and uh, you know w- what we're about is is finding career opportunities for veterans in technology. Um, 
So thanks very much for your time today, Matt. No I really at all. appreciate it. We won't keep you any longer. We know you've got a big an interview to prepare for. <laughs> yeah. yeah, speaking of which. Yeah, yeah. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck with that sucker. Good luck. Thanks, Dave. Cheers. Thanks for listening. And remember, if you have a friend who is a veteran and is working in technology and you think that their story would be inspiring to share with other veterans, please dob them in to either Mel or myself. Our contact details will be in the bio so that we can talk to them and get their stories out there. Thank you.